Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and uh, we are in coronavirus week two, and uh, we are in coronavirus Holy bleepity bleep bleep week number one, day number three. Yeah. Um, look, there's not really a week in beer because, well, beer is canceled. Yeah. Sort of. I'm, kind ki- of. I'm kidding. We're still here doing a podcast and beer is still being sold. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, just a couple days ago, Kate Brown, governor of Oregon, announced that all restaurants, bars, public places need to be closed for at least four weeks. And um, that brought the service industry to its knees. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, A lot of breweries and restaurants are doing takeout and to-go orders, which is a very smart idea to keep the business afloat for now. Uh, But this is a really, really scary time for a lot of people. And it's a really uncertain time for literally everybody. Even those who don't work in the service industry are are going, This that's me. I'm going, when can I do things that I want to do again? You know, there's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. And... You know, normally we kind of join, jump in the podcast. We say have fun with the beer, what we did in our week of beer. And we're going to drink a lot of beer today. It's a tasting room episode today. And it's we want to give you as much normalcy as possible in a time that is not normal, um, plus support local breweries. But uh, it doesn't feel right to be joking and funny at this very moment because it's been a very serious week for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I mean, I went, <clears throat> we're down to six people at each pub. That's about 80 to 6 at Slabtown. Uh, I was very fortunate to have made the cut, uh, but it doesn't feel great. You know, my entire staff is out of a job right now, and I've been pulling kind of 12-hour shifts the last three days, not to mention I was at, you know, just my normal shifts for five days. So, you know, yeah, I'm day eight right now. I filled 60 crawlers today, and I filled another 50 yesterday, and I'm probably going to try to bang out 100 to 200 in the next two days. 
Because we got to sell beer. And fortunately, you know, I've got some time-sensitive beer at Slabtown, some hoppy stuff that were thrown in crowlers, and I'm del- I'm personally delivering them to Milwaukee and Deacom. I was in Milwaukee this morning, and I just left Deacom, and I was at Slabtown twice, and I'm going there after this. So life's pretty crazy. At least you get to be outside. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, life's pretty crazy, but uh, I'll tell you what, the people that we've run into that have come in, and whether they've bought food or beer, you know, we've got great specials on beer, especially crowlers are like six bucks right now, 20% off all packaged beer. Uh, the people that have come in have been extremely pleasant. They're, people are tipping on bottle sales. Um, one day, some some beautiful woman yesterday bought like 50 bucks in food and tipped $40 on it. And it's just like, wow. So we're already starting to see the love. I don't know how sustainable it is. I just know to sell as much beer as possible because there is a possibility that, you know, Ted Wheeler will shut down the city. And if he shuts down the city, then we're all done. Right. Uh, and I'm in the process right now of filling out like work share stuff. I'm here at the the station to get some some numbers from HR and things like that. So my day is a go, go, go. It's me and two other people in the front of house. Our GM is working around the clock to keep things going. And we've got some kitchen staff to get some food through the in into your hands. And yeah, just the grocery stores don't need any more of your money. They have made their money. They are killing it. If you need essentials food to cook at home, that I understand. But if you need beer, don't buy them from a grocery store. Bottle shops are opening selling beers to go. Breweries are opening selling beers to go. At prices that are cheaper than usual because they have product to move. Yes. So please, please support those. And I, I don't mean to bash on grocery stores because they do a lot for us. I mean, they're kind of the backbone, especially for a company like us. But in these kind of times, they've got your money. Please help us out. That's about all we can say right now. Um, I'm assuming a lot of you listeners of the podcast who work in the beer industry, if you've lost your job, I'm so terribly sorry. When when Patrick... 30% off everything at Breakside if you've lost your job. Great. Absolutely great. Um, I didn't didn't really fully understand the ramifications of this until I talked to Patrick the other day, and he goes, we laid everybody off. Yeah. And I went, what? In my mind, I was thinking, you know, it's four weeks. Maybe the company can afford to keep people afloat and do things like the to-go orders and just rotate shifts and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't imagine that everyone would lose their jobs. And no, it's everyone has lost has or as almost everyone has laid off most of their staff. Our fifty-person <clears throat> front of house staff is three of us. Right, McMinniman's laid off three thousand people for seven days a week. It's three of us. Um, so when I heard that, my my soul was crushed. Uh, I, I'm having a really tough personal time in my life at the moment too i haven't had a lot of time to to think about a lot of the other things but when patrick said that to me i got actually kind of emotional about it because it's it's brutal and it's not even my industry but i feel like i'm part of it because of the podcast and i feel like i've grown to know a lot of these people and grown to like a lot of these people so when i heard that i was like oh my god i cannot imagine and and i hope beyond hope and i don't have any effing clue what's going to happen with this uh, stupid virus that's causing all of this stuff, but I hope beyond hope that it is just four weeks and that after four weeks, um, people will get the jobs that they lost back and that they are being, their spots are held for them and we can return to somewhat normalcy. I know that's probably a really, really, really small glimmer of hope, but I hope, I hope beyond hope that that is the case. If it goes beyond that, I still hope that you all who out there lost your jobs, get your jobs back when it is warranted. And I hope that unemployment is working and gives you the money you need to live um, because a lot of people are going to be going for it. And I hope that our government decides to step up and, and give money or give rent uh, forgiveness or 
no evictions for X amount of time just so that you have a place to live and money to feed yourself and do the essential life things. I feel I, I feel so terribly bad for all of you. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Outside of outside of my breakside family, my industry family, I am struggling to think of somebody that has a job. And that's seventy five percent of my friend base. You know, I got my my OG homies. Uh, none of them are in the service industry, but my service industry friends, I don't know anybody that has a job. Yeah. And that's pretty wild. So, again, hope beyond hope. That's all I can say. They took the two things away from me that I love. Sports, going out to the bar and getting loaded. <laughs> and turning into a Boston accent for some reason. Yeah. A little Mark Wahlberg in there. Who said you can't get drunk at home by yourself? Times have changed, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> um, okay, so... You can find the podcast uh, everywhere you get your podcasts, mostly. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Radio.com, OmniStitcher, 1080TheFan.com. You can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash Beers and Us. Personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. Um, we're going to try to be as normal as possible on the podcast. We will, of course, update you on the important things that are happening uh, in the world of coronavirus and the breweries and bottle shops and tap rooms and places that are affected by it. Um, I think we're going to use this time a little bit as well towards the end of the podcast to promote some places that uh, are doing cool things or that we know are delivering food or et cetera. Um, and we're going to try our best right now to give you, you know, 30, 40 minutes of just normal beer talk in between updates on what's happening because, I mean, both of us need it, but also I know all of you out there need it as well. So, um, you know, if that means that we're going to do 17 tasting rooms in a row, then we're going to do 17 tasting rooms in a row because guess what? That supports local beer. And we can't go to breweries right now. We can't sit in there and do podcasts right now, but we can still support you guys and still drink your beer and talk about it and um, tell people out there who are listening the, the quality beer that they should be buying as well. And if things get real dicey out there and they do kind of shut the city down, might be learning a lot about some breakside beer. <laughs> mm. We do like breakside month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, that, that's, I, that's I'd have access get. to that beer. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can go to the grocery store and, and buy stuff. But uh, I'll let's just... talk about Apocalypse IPA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, how about that Woodmere Hef? <laughs> yeah, and so it just it 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 might be a lot of breakside beer. Who knows? So, but we will do our best to every single week give you something to take your mind off of what's happening but as well as give some love to those of you out there who who need it the most. Um, anything else before we jump in? No, my mind is spinning. I'm working. I'm rolling. I'm my, like, my we, too, my friend. We did radio last night, and that it was the nicest two hours I've had in about four or five days. Um, it was a lot of fun. With the, with the exception of, of, you know, time with the lady. Uh, outside of that, yesterday's radio show was really relaxing. And I couldn't even relax when I was uh, at my girlfriend's house the other day uh, until I took a CBD edible. And then all of a sudden, things just chilled out. Mm -hmm. She looked over at me and goes, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. I just can't. I'm like, feel anxious. I can't, like, relax. She goes, I can tell. You haven't drank anything. I was like, <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. That's that's the key for you. That's, yeah. the, that's the key. Yeah, but I'm feeling better. For, just on a, on a last personal note, I'm feeling better, um, you know, just grinding out work right now gives me something to do, gets me out of the house. Being busy is important. Um, but, you know, one of my biggest concerns is just mental health. Look out for each other out there. You know, you got a third of Portland's work industry, you know, workforce is out of a job right now. And those people are used to being around other people and being out in public. And we don't know what these things can do 
to the psyche, to the brain. Like I feel like a very strong individual who doesn't battle with mental illness, depression, suicide, things like that. But you just never know. You never know. I've never been in this position before. So keep tabs on each other. Call somebody if you need to. You're more than welcome to reach out to me uh, through Instagram. I don't check it all the time, but I will try to check it more. If you need something, please, by all means, just reach out. And I'll be vulnerable for a second as someone who does deal with depression and suicidal thoughts and other things like that or or have in my life. And again, I will talk about this at at some point soon uh, in all mediums that I have. I just I can't talk about it yet. What I've been going through. Um as someone who a couple of years ago might have crumbled, I, I haven't, and um, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You are a capable person. If you're out there and you are feeling down and you are feeling sad, I understand where you're coming from. Trust me. I understand where you're coming from, uh, and it's not easy, and you feel how you feel. Just know that you are a strong person. People care about you uh, more than you may even think in this very moment if you're in that dark spot and to reach out and talk to people. Because if you reach out and call people, you will find a wide network of people who give it, well, almost curse, who give an S and will help you out. So you you may not know me more than this podcast. You may not know me from Adam, but just know that I'm a person who has dealt with that for a very long time in my life, and you can do it. Well said. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> well right. said. Now if I can stop crying, let's uh, <laughs> let's drink some beer. I need I really really need some beer even though I have work in an hour. I need beer. <laughs> so I f- I found 5 beers. 4 of them were local, but you know, to be honest, I went to Bridgetown Beer House cuz I wanted to support them on some different beers. And I tried to find as local as I could, but all I could find were like hoppy beers. Uh in in terms of like newer stuff, stuff we hadn't seen. Um so there so it's a little funky here. We're going to s- I've got two IPAs, a breakfast stout, and two Pilsners. The first we're going to do is the Paleo. is an Italian-style Pilsner from Alvarado Street. This is the one that's not local. That's California. Yeah, they are in California. um, But my options were kind of limited in the time that I had. But I figured, hey, what the heck? These Italian-style Pilsners are... They've been very good recently. Been, been kind of the trend of the Pilsner life. They have been. And uh, outside of our blind tasting at Bridgetown, I've never had Alvarado Street before. So this will be a uh, my first time drinking it with knowing that it is Alvarado Street. Did did we vote for this beer in that blind tasting? Do you remember? Oh, that feels like two years ago. I know, but it was like three weeks ago. But yeah, I, I have uh, no idea. I remember looking at it, and we saw the list before we left, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember who we voted for. We knew the stout that we liked was the best beer there. Yeah. It was the, um, I'm going to forget the name of it. I'm yeah. sorry. It was one of the stouts that we drank was delightful. Yeah. I found out it was aged on oak chips too. Oh. And it was like at 8.8%. And it was, was like, super, what? super drinkable. Yeah. yeah. It, it drank like a, like a dry export stout or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is, this is an IPA you said, right? No, this, this is a Pilsner. This is one of the Pilsner. Italian style Pilsner from Alvarado Street, 5%. And yeah, that's all we get. Pretty fresh, thirty days. Bottom of the can. A... Bottom of the can says Pills Nerd. <laughs> uh, that should say Crispy Boy Alvarado Street. Um, interesting nose to it. I get the hops immediately off the nose. There's a good bitterness off the top. So I'm I'm wondering before I take the sip because we've had some of the more bitter hoppy Pilsners recently. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's how this one's going to be. Um, I just took a sip, and as you know, Mike's Mike's going to write on the note. I I find these beers to be very fruity and floral. As the hops kind of come through, um, and I get that on this, it's got kind of a, I feel like it's got kind of a touch of stank to it. Um, I don't know if it's sulfur or what, but. 
it's it's got a little bit of that um, champagne feel at the yeah, back end, too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I don't know if that's Maybe the that's, stink that you're thinking I mean, about. I but think it, that's what I'm thinking it of. It transitions from Italian-style Pilsner to, like, broody IPA at the back. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes that... It makes a very quick transition on your palate. It's so crazy. I it's very bubbly. It's so crazy. I actually haven't been drinking a whole lot that much these days, which is so funny. Basically, since the whole mm. shindig went down. So you're going to have a nice uh, nice time today. Well, yeah, there's no like having a beer and reading my book in the afternoon. You know, right. I, I just, I don't do that anymore. No. And you, you pork growlers. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to get done at work and be like, well, I think I'm going to go home. And then I'll look around and be like, oh, I guess I'll have my first beer of the day. You drink a quarter of it and you're like, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm tired. <laughs> um I can't I can't say that I like this more than some of the other Italian style pilsners. Um I definitely am still in love with Von Ebert's. Um I'd like to revisit Wayfinders. Um Yeah, the last But I don't time... think this beer's bad by any means. <clears throat> the last time we had the Wayfinder one, it didn't taste the same as I remember it tasting. Yeah, I think we agreed on that. Um I think I agree that I like Von Ebert's better, but that's because this I don't love brewed IPAs. And this mm-hmm. one feels like a brewed IPA masquerading as an Italian style of Pilsner. Not that it tastes bad, right? but it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to match the style in my brain of what I think I'm drinking. I also just think this style isn't really well-defined yet. You know, like what are we looking for in a quote Italian style Pilsner? Because it could be one of those things that this is more of what a quote Italian style Pilsner is. We just like the flavor of the Von Ebert's more. Right. You know what I mean? It's possible. I think this is such an early style. Like we're seeing that with with the hazy stuff. They're now in competition. And, you know, World Beer Cup, which unfortunately was canceled this year. uh, 71,000 bottles of beer estimated sitting in a warehouse unjudged for World Beer Cup. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we're seeing like hazy. Let's let's get those beers out. (laughs) We're seeing hazy IPAs starting to kind of like the, you know, the. The BA is starting to kind of come together and say, okay, this is how we define the pails and the strong ale, strong pails, and I don't think we're there yet on this. So it'll be interesting to see how this style continues to evolve. I think the thing I struggle with with this beer and with brewed IPAs in general is I don't, I don't dislike champagne. I feel like it's weird if you say you dislike champagne. It's just a bubbly drink that gets you drunk at, on New Year's Eve or whenever you have it definitely for celebrations. Has a, definitely has a flavor. But there, there's something about it that I, I don't love champagne. Mm-hmm. And so when I taste something like this that's very bubbly and gives you that vibe of like a of a of a champagne or a brut rosé or something, it it to me is not a beer thing. So when I have beer with it, it just gives me a little bit of a strange feeling. You know, if I'm having a brut rosé, well, delightful. I'm having a nice little fr- fruity wine, and I know that it's bubbly, but when I have the beer flavors with it, it doesn't seem to match as well with, with my palate. So that's that's why I think I struggle with it. Interesting. All right, moving on. We're moving on to the Trap Door Brewing Pilsner. That's Pilsner with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost got this when I was there the other weekend. It is a dry-hopped Czech-style Pilsner, 4.8%. I expect to, you know, maybe, I don't know, touch of sweetness. We'll see what the hop character is like. I really like this, though. It says it's got a bitter level, a multi-level, a hoppy level. I think Berelik does that for their beers. Drink. And um, then it's got these, like, icons of hop flavors. There's a flower. There's what looks to be, like, a vine of some sort. And, like, a uh, pistol and mortar. Pestle and mortar. Pestle and mortar, excuse me. Did I say pistol? You did say pistol. (laughs) I was was like, like... a pistol for a hop, and then you said in mortar, and I was like, "Oh, pestle and mortar." <laughs> and my... Are they telling us what the 
I think, yeah, I think they're just like, these are the, the flavors we expect you to see. And there's little leaves there, so maybe like herbs or tea or something like that. Okay. So I'm going to get flowery or floral. Mm-hmm. Vine? I don't know what vine is. Is well, that like, I mean, is it going to be like I mean, like you can wine? look at it. Does that, does that look something other than a vine? I don't know what that, that almost looks, yeah. I mean, it's just like leaf, maybe leafy. Yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a cool way to approach it. I like it. It makes it reminds me of a. I like it. <laughs> he likes it. Mikey likes it. Um, it reminds me of like uh, the old Rainier bottle tops with the little like puzzle ah, game on it, yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah. not meant to be a puzzle. Right. I apologize for my phone going off for the first time in a very long time. I have my ringer on. Mm. Ringer's on because it's an important week and you need to know when. Things yeah, are I just kind of if someone needs to get a hold of me, I kind of need to be ready. Yeah, but we're recording a podcast and we are professionals. Damn it! <laughs> I've never been a professional in my entire life. Uh, that's not true. You're a professional beer drinker. I suppose that's true. <laughs> Ooh, I like the color on it. Yeah, real clean, real bright. As Natalie Baldwin calls this yellow beer. It is yellow beer, um, that is for sure. It looks great. I like the can a lot. You do? I, I kind of don't. I, I don't normally love Trapdoor's cans, but I kind of, I'm kind of digging the... I'm, I'm a sucker for landscape shots. And it's, it's a landscape shot of guys... Someone's kayaking. It looks like in an Alaskan fjord, mm-hmm. and there's a mountain, and I feel like Ron Burgundy, <laughs> and there's a sun. Are you and... just looking at things around the room and saying that you love them? I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. Uh, and beyond, behind the sun are many multicolored rays of pink and leopard print and blue and cyan and magenta and plaid. How northwest of them. Uh, but I like the can. I don't get much in the aroma. Especially for a dry hopped. I thought I'd get a little more kind of action. Yeah, it's a very mild aroma. Yeah, it smells like beer. It smells like a Pilsner, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I mean, you know, you know that's all well, right. Well, it is very dry hopped. Yeah, you'll get the dry hop immediately. You know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a very similar flavor in the last beer as this one. I'm getting a very similar kind of bubbly transition and i don't want i don't want to go back to saying champagne again but it, it kind of is giving maybe it's the dry hopped aspect of it that's giving me that so maybe the first one has some dry hopping going on as well but um it makes this transition very quickly to something different on my palate it's hard to describe i think i'm doing an okay job but it makes it's it's tough um i i find the flavors in this beer subtle in a very positive kind of way i kind of like this beer really yeah it's not as hoppy as I anticipated it to be. I feel like... It's it's almost no hop in, in terms of what I'm getting. I feel like things are a little more balanced in this beer. That it's le- it's not aggressive in one way, shape, or form. And I kind of dig that about beers. I, I like that balance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Czech Pilsnery it is, but... Yeah, in terms of Czech... Yeah, if that's the way it's labeled, I'm a little bit confused, I suppose. Um I don't know. I mean, we've had Czech Pilsners at other places before, and it, it feels more distinctive than what this is giving us. Although last time we did the Trapdoor beer that we were very confused by, it turned out it was a style that we didn't know. Truth. The Altbier style that we had not heard yeah. of. And we're like, this is an Altbier. We read the about stick, it. The stick or the like, sticky or yeah. whatever it was. And it was like, oh, no, no, it's not an Altbier. It's just like a, a variant of it that's different. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's not my favorite. I, I feel like the flavor fades very quickly. I think that's the subtleness that you're talking about. And I like big, bold flavors in my beers, hence why I like Imperial Stouts over anything. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, and I think that's why I'm enjoying this, because it's a craft beer that I can just crush. Right. It is crushable, but not quite as much as like a Session IPA. Well, 
maybe because it, it's got the bubbly at the end. It kind of mm. it kind of slows you down as you take the middle of that sip. Um, I like the flavor right off the top, but I just think it fades too quickly. That's all. I think it goes from oh, this is a good pilsner to wait. Where'd the flavor go? <laughs> What's Where'd going that flavor on? Go? So not my favorite, but uh, it is certainly crushable. And if you like milder beers, then I think this could be for you because Patrick enjoys the subtleness of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't love this beer, but I definitely don't dislike it. If I had some in the fridge, I would drink it. Although these days I drink anything now. <laughs> That's not true. I'm still a snob. Well, let's give it a month. <laughs> desperate times, desperate measures. Coors Light yeah. coming on up. Well, you and I did get something cool yesterday. We got these little sheets from the Homeland Security that say we can drive in public. We are essential personnel, baby. What up? Yeah, how do you like qualify for one of those? I think the government makes you qualify. So because we are disseminating information over microphones, we are essential. That is true. We did update a lot of people on what's going on in a, in a medical situation. Yes, we did. And we how, spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast describing what's happening. And how to reprieve yourself from said medical condition, the tasting room. Exactly. This is awesome. This is a great, I hope for you guys I'm gonna out drive, there. I'm going to drive on the upper deck southbound on the Markham Bridge one day. <laughs> they pull you over. No. No, not today, officer. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> and they're like, sir, you're you're driving the wrong way down the road. <laughs> Essential personnel. <laughs> you are killing people. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody on the road. It doesn't matter. I am important. Yeah. Traffic has been amazing. I know. They've just been mobbing around everywhere. There's nobody. Yeah. I went nobody. To my, I went to my house yesterday from Slabtown uh, to <laughs> eat dinner at my house at 530 before we had before we had radio. And uh, there was no traffic whatsoever. Yeah, I've experienced zero traffic in the last week. Uh, I've well. been I've been moving. I've been going around a lot to a lot of places. Yeah. And before everything started closing down, I like went to Target and Bed Bath and Beyond and we're getting stuff for the new place. And um it was nice and easy to get around. Yeah. And uh, if you're not at one of those stores in the morning, uh, it's not mobbed because all the toilet paper is gone. Right. So I went to Target and all the toilet paper was gone. I found paper towels. Nice. Oh, I could only buy one pack, but I found paper towels. Nice. We were able to go around Target with like maybe 10 other people. It was great. I've got other important news. Chris Sale's going to have Tommy John surgery. Oh, good. Suck it, dude. Good. Yeah, nobody likes him anyway. <sighs> <laughs> Look at Mike. He's uh, just just brightened your day. It did. Yeah, all oh, the Red Sox ace, quote unquote ace, is having Tommy John surgery. Oh, meanwhile, the Yankees will use this delay to uh, get everybody healthy and come back and win the World Series. F you, Boston. Sure, whatever. They weren't going to win anyway. Um, So I don't know which one of these to drink first. I've had this one. I've not had this one. Okay. We have the... Sun River Howdy IPA. Howdy. That I believe they've done before, but I don't think they canned it. I think this beer originally was like, Howdy, Eugene. And they came out with it for when they opened their pub in Eugene. And now it's part of their limited release, the classic black can we're seeing all the time now with the sticker on it. 7%. It's very much a West Coast IPA. But then the other beer I have um, just came in the other day, uh, canned on March 9th, so pretty fresh. Uh, Safety Dank Northwest IPA from the good boys up at Brothers Cascadia in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. My new home. Yep, yep. That's right. Temporary. I'm moving to Vancouver. Hopefully. No, I might not. I might just stay over there. How dare you? No. Mm. It's downtown. <laughs> I live two blocks from Trapdoor. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd hear you say that. I might just stay. Yeah, well, me neither, dude. 
I never thought I'd go from 80 employees to six. Let's give it a couple of months, and when things come back to normal, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going back over the bridge. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So do you think we should do the Northwest IPA or the, the like, Hop Forward West Coast IPA? We should do the Northwest IPA okay. first. Probably might have a little more malt character to it. Yep. Potentially. And we, and we will balance the very hoppy one with a breakfast stout at the end. The Hop Centennial Chinook Columbus Nugget Summit. I know all of those hops. Uh, Brothers Cascadia is a place that I've only had two beers from. We talked about it on the podcast, and I was massively surprised at how good they were because I hadn't heard of them before that. Ooh, um, that looks light. I got tagged on a Twitter post yesterday of them doing uh, to-go orders and deliveries, and they're sending beer to people. And mm-hmm. um, So if you live up that way, go support them and all the other Vancouver breweries that need it right now. You know, if you if you live in Vancouver and it's easy for you to get that delivery, yep. go do it. Yep, I got my, I had a ton of my friends in Vancouver. They are all about Brothers Cascadia. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a born and bred Lewitt guy. I've just been been around them forever. And like I said, I'm I'm about to move two blocks away from from Trapdoor. You know, and there's all the other ones. Let's see if I can rattle them off all off. There's Fortside. Uh, yeah, and I'm out. I forget. Trusty is another one downtown. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to dive into that world. I will go to Brothers Cascadia, though. That's good. Well, no, I won't. God, my life sucks. My life's so boring. No, you'll be fine. I guess. Just just, just give it some time. All right. All right. And then you know what? Things will get back to normal, and we will all be coronavirus safe at some point. This beer smells like the Pacific Northwest. It does. It smells so this dang. It smells like straight up Pacific Northwest IPA, you With know, a, what touch, I mean? a touch of weed in there, mm-hmm. a touch of that dank, mm-hmm. that stank, a little bit of the stank is in the smell. The sticky, icky, icky. Oh wait, this beer, this beer smells delightful. Yeah, it does. <sighs> Sorry, I was going for sound effects because we were both being quiet. We were both drinking at the same time. Yeah, this is a Northwest IPA. It is got a good malt backbone on it, but good hop character. It's a very sweet back end of it, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's killing the bitterness quickly, which I think is part of what it makes a Northwest IPA. A Northwest IPA is that it's bitter, but then it's not. I mean, this is a, this is a classic Northwest IPA. What is it called? Safe, safety dank. Safety dank. You can you dank can dank it if you wanna. If you want to, you can dank if you wanna. Um, I love the hop character in this beer. I, I love too. the nose. I love the hop flavor in it. I don't love the sweetness at the back. I don't love the finish, but I think that's because I, I was expecting bitterness, a little more BUs, and I think I always want more BUs. I'm glad we did this one first. Is that what? Do you tend to go away from the Northwest IPA because it tends to give you more of the maltiness than you want, or is it just beer by beer basis? Uh, it's beer by beer again. Like, how different is a Northwest IPA from a West Coast IPA? I just think more malt. I think I think there's a little more malt too, yeah. but not as much as like. A Midwest American style IPA, right? Um, yeah, I, I, like, I, just, I like I like dry and bitter in my IPAs, and this has got a little bit of the sweet sticky mm-hmm. with a little dry. It is dry. The finish is once you get past the sweetness, it is a dry finish, and you get the hot bitterness in the beginning. Of course, um, I think this is a solid IPA. I really do. I uh, I think I would like a little more bitterness as well. If I were to give it one critique, is that like a little bit more bitterness? But for what it is, I think it's it's solid for sure. Yeah. And it dries out at the end. It does give you that little bit of like a cutoff from the sweetness. Yeah, I can dig this. Yeah. Yeah, it's I dig this a lot. There. It's just sitting there. All right. Let's break. We got two beers left. And uh, we will wrap this sucker up next. We got Sun River. 
And I see myself a stout that I have had before. I thought you might have had this beer before. I've had it before, but it is delicious. But I haven't, so I was excited. That's a culmination, breakfast stout. Those two next on The Tasting Room here on Trying to Be Normal Beers on Us <laughs> with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Welcome back into Beers on Us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, working our way through a tasting room episode as we try to be normal here on the podcast and try to drink some beer and give you some stuff to, to talk about and think about. What is the doobity doop doop? Is that normal? Doobity doop doop doop. Yeah, well, I was just cracking a beer. And then I smelled it and went, ooh, whoa. So we go and get ourselves a West Coast Hoppy IPA bit of bomb. Is that what we're getting? I hope so. <laughs> I sure do hope so. Especially because right now I live in a land of like hoppy pale ales. Because of like all the beer we have at Slab Town right now are all kind of like hoppy pale ales. Yeah. Which are great because I love that of, you know, a 5.5% hop forward pale ale. It's awesome. But I don't drink that much like bold West Coast IPAs. Well, these the days. smell is quite yeah. bold. Yeah. That is for sure. It smells it like. It smells like a Sun River beer. Oh. I know that's a weird thing to say, but is that one of those that you're given now? Because we, we've never said that about Sun River before. Yeah, I think I'm getting there. I just drink so much of their beer now that I just I feel like, yep, that smells like a Sun River beer, which is a great thing. It I, smells I, like a damp forest, <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a really cool thing when you can get to a point where you can smell a beer and be like, oh yeah. You might not be able to like blindly be like, oh, that smells like a Sun River, but it smells. Uh, familiar, familiar, familiarity, familiarity. You will love this beer. I already know. I already had it. Oh, well, (laughs) ruin the surprise. Um, it is super clean. It was this or a hazy IPA. Well, I'm I'm thankful that you picked this. Yeah. Uh, It is super clean. It has a very bitter end to it, but it's actually quite drinkable in the middle. It's very smooth down the middle of the palate. The body is really nice. And it hits you with the bitterness at the end. Actually, it doesn't hit you with the bitterness until the end. At the very back end of the palate, it's very clean. I think this has some really cool dry aspects to it. It is. We've had a lot of dry beers so far. mm -hmm. And um, I love dry beers, especially in hop forward beers. The smell is very different than the taste as well, I would say. Yeah, I think so too. I think this beer goes on a really fun kind of journey. There's a clear difference between aroma, beginning, middle, and end. And I think it all complements itself uh, all the way through. Shocker that Sun River has put out another great IPA. I mean, what? Can yeah. they open a Portland taproom already? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, not right now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. When, we're, when we're free of the virus fears. And it kind of seems like, I don't know if it's just this is just how they're dropping or how I'm being exposed to them, but I feel like they're putting out two new one-offs at a time. One's a hazy, one's a non-hazy. And if you want to do that, baby... I have noticed a lot of hazies on the shelf when I see Sun River. So I will tell you this. If you want to do that, baby, you just keep on keeping on. Because let, let the haze boys get the haze, and I'll just sit over here in my little corner and drink myself. <laughs> just drink the hoppy beer for yourself. Just drink it all. Um, this is crushable for being a really bitter West Coast IPA, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's very clean. right? I, I, I feel like I could take many, many, many sips of this and... I mean, I already have, but I could have maybe many, many, many pints of this and not be overly bittered out by the end. Because they're, you know, because the smell almost reminds me of a double IPA. When mm-hmm. you get the smell, it's like, ooh, that gives me that double IPA, like kind of super hoppy, dank, but maybe a little bit of sweetness in there. But the actual taste doesn't have that. 
So you smell it, and you're like, oh, I'm going to have like one of these. And then it's like, well, what did you say? It was 7.7? 7%. Just 7%? 7 straight up. I mean, you could have three of these and be having quite a good night, you know? Because it's easy. It's an easy drinking beer. Sun River Brewing Company celebrates the one-year anniversary of our Oakway Pub with this deliciously dank and fabulously fruity IPA. Howdy is a masterful blend of hop flavor, evergreen, mango, and just a hint of pineapple. Hops. Simcoe. Mosaic. Sultana. Mosaic Cryo. Okay. Bam. I don't know if I get a ton of the fruitiness. I will say based on my, my sips, it's been... Maybe a tiny bit more on the nose of the fruitiness versus what I taste. But, you know, good beer. Enjoy it. Uh, I think it, I think a lot of it is the uh, Simcoe properties that are speaking to me. Mm. That little dankness. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited that excited about that. Well, I like the beer. I already finished it. Like I said, you could you could pound Whoa, a couple baby. of these. You could, I mean, I had a quarter of a glass, whoa. but <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I've said whoa six times, and this is finally, you finally say it. Were you were you trying to set me up for it? Always. Always. <laughs> Always. Must be a Wednesday. <laughs> um, yes! <laughs> that was great. That was a little, great. little synergy right there. I a little love that. synergistic. <laughs> I mean. Uh... I got a good kick out of that. That's the highlight of my day. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right. I mean, I've said what I'm going to say. You want to finish that beer so we can get to the breakfast out, please? I suppose. I've had this one before because the can looks mighty familiar. Yeah, it the... looks like it's like uh, hieroglyphics on it. Yeah, it's kind of hieroglyphics, and then it's, it's called Time Moves Slow. It is a breakfast out. <laughs> it definitely does right now. Let me with, tell you with what. With cocoa, coconut, and almond from Culmination Brewing, a 9.5% action. The, uh... Ooh, it's dark. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Um, oh, thank you. Right. You still have to finish your IPA. They did a series of these breakfast stouts because mm -hmm. every time I went to New Seasons, there would be a different breakfast stout on the on the shelf and um, quite good. I, I, I enjoyed more than others, but uh, this one, I, I remember this can very well and I love almonds and I love coconut and I love chocolate. So I think all of these things are the reason why I say that. Oh, it smells like an almond joy candy bar. Oh my God! No shocker. I'm only pouring a little bit. There's I think that's the whole point, right? This. There's a lot of booze in this. It smells like an almond joy candy bar, and I love almond joy candy bars, and I love you all. Um, this is an older one. This has been out for a couple months, um, but it didn't bother me because it's not a hoppy beer. I um, mean, again, we always talk about date codes and stuff. Date dates, I'm only really worried about IPAs, pale ales, stuff like that. I mean, stuff will eventually go bad. There's no doubt about that. But but a high ABV with adjuncts, breakfast out. Not worried about it. Um. I don't know if it's because it sat a little bit longer. It's actually better than when I first had it. Mm -hmm. Dude, this is an Almond Joy candy bar in a can. If you like Almond Joy, you will absolutely delightfully love this beer. Do people like Almond Joys? Yes, it's one of the best candy bars out there. I don't think that is true, Michael. Well, I like it. Well, I like them too, but I don't think a lot of people like Almond Joys. First off, we're all in agreement that mounds are stupid. Yeah. Why would you buy a mounds when you could buy an Almond Joy? Right. But I don't think everyone has your affinity for coconut. I love almond. That joys. is true. A my lot of people do dislike coconut. My mother loves almond joys. Therefore, I grew up around almond joys, and I really quite enjoy them. I don't think everyone else does. Well, if you like almond joys, then I think you will love this beer. You and all the listeners out there, it smells like an almond joy. It tastes like an almond joy, and it's going to get you drunk. Not like an almond joy. <laughs> Maybe drunk on sugar if you're on that one. 
But seriously, like the first sip, you're like, oh, yep, yeah, wow. That's an Almond Joy candy bar right there. Wow. And I don't even, I mean, I, I don't get the booze. It's 9.5%, and I don't, I don't get a ton no, of booze on it. It tastes, I mean, like, it's, it tastes it, like candy. The body is thick. The body is heavy. But I'm not getting that, like, I don't know. It's like a borderline ethanol, that hot flavor you get yeah. from, from high ABV stuff. Yeah. This is quite nice. Oh, my God. The smell is intoxicating. It reminds me of Halloween. It reminds me of getting my candy bars and everyone else trading, and I'm like, just give me all the Almond Joys. It'll be fine. This is quite nice, and you know, kudos to the culmination team over there on this one. I I always find you know whether it's stuff like coconut, vanilla, um, I find a lot of those adjuncts to be very dangerous because it's very easy to go too far. It Co- is. You go too far on coconut, tastes like suntan lotion. Yep. You go too far on vanilla, and that's all you will taste. And I I have a lot of issues. I, I've grown to to have issues with um coffee stouts because people are putting too much coffee it's like i'm just drinking straight espresso i don't want that in the beer to the point where i've actually been avoiding coffee-based stouts recently because it's just become too much and i I understand there's probably a a large portion of people out there who are coffee lovers who probably think that's fantastic i love I, i like coffee i shouldn't say i love it i like coffee a lot i have it almost every morning but if i'm drinking a beer with coffee i want it to be subtle yeah I don't want the coffee flavor to just destroy me. And yeah. maybe coffee is one of those flavors that overpowers everything else. But I've actually been avoiding those lately. And this one, it's so perfectly balanced between all three of those things. You get you get the almonds, you get the coconut, you get the chocolate. Not one is overpowering the other. And I think that's why, I mean, I'm assuming this is based off an Almond Joy candy bar based on the ingredients. Um, but... That's why the Almond Joy candy bar is so good because not one flavor dominates. Right. Right. Obviously, the coconut is the biggest flavor, but you get the chocolate to cut the 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 coconut flavor and the almond is in there to give you a little bit of an extra crunch as well. I feel like I'm going into Food Network like judge mode here, <laughs> but I feel like this beer is is that. I, I don't know what else to say other than if you like Almond Joy and coconut, you will love this beer. I don't get a ton of the roast characteristic from this, which I I I kind of like. You know, it's definitely sweet. You know, I prefer my stouts to be on the drier side. Yep. I mean, it sounds like I like all my beer on the drier side. Um, this is quite nice. Um, I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did. Um, I will choose this as beer of the week. I was going to as well. Out of nice. the fi- out of the five beers in front of us, this was the best one, in my opinion, by a long shot. But that's just because I think this beer is something special, man. I mean, it is not often that you get a stout that gives you such a visceral reaction to a memory of your life. And this one gave that to me. Do you need a hand stepping off that soapbox? Um, can you give me like a gold-plated ladder <laughs> and a cape and maybe uh, a scepter so I can step off and say, I am the king of stouts? Question mark? I'm not. I'm just... Give me my ego, I, okay? I, I can't remember the last... He la- just gave me the rest of the can. Like, <laughs> I, here can't, you go, I can't remember the last time I've heard you lament about a beer like that. It was Tough Love by Crux. was the last time I was like, yeah. I can't stop drinking this beer. It's and so good. And I don't good. even mean like lament. I mean more of... That's kind of got a negative connotation to it, yeah. Oh, no, no. I wasn't thinking that. I, I, I was looking at lament more like love, love. I just meant... Like, you used the word visceral. Like, mm. you were really breaking this beer down. That was cool. Because you that know why? Cool. You know why? Why? Because I was transported... To 
my aunt's house that was in the same town I was in, and she moved when I was like six. Mm-hmm. I was transported to super young Mike wearing the uh, the Grim Reaper costume where you had the mesh thing that you looked really cool in, but you could see through it. Mm-hmm. And I remember eating Almond Joy candy bars in her original home after trick-or-treating. And this beer brought me there. And when beer or food can bring you to a memory, that's effing badass. Never better said. I got nothing. I, I literally have nothing. So our beer you of the got week, it, man. Our beer of the week is culminations. Time moves slow. Breakfast out, which tastes like almond joy. Go drink it. Very good. Go drink it. Very good. All right. So look, we don't really know what's coming up on the podcast, and this time for a different reason. I had so much stuff lined up, ready yeah. to rumble. We were going to go to Great Notion, and that was going to be really cool. I was going to talk to the Ruse boys. We are going to go out to see Ruse. Occidental was interested in doing it. Yeah, we are going to do all this fun stuff. We were talking with salespeople here about selling the podcast and getting to that point, and um, now everything has stopped. So we really, this is not out of laziness on our part. We just don't know where the beer world is going to be next week. So we will, every Thursday, put out a podcast. Yep, we'll be here. We may be just doing tasting rooms for a while. We may... You know, do some style episodes here and there. We may just do an update on the coronavirus situation and promote people who are doing cool things and do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. We've been we've been talking with Cam Cleland, who is a uh, morning sports show host about former NFLer and former Washington NFL Husky. player, and uh, you know, hated Washington Husky. Hated Washington Husky. Uh, we've been talking to him about maybe just sitting around drinking beers and telling stories about his sports life. So like, that could be something we do at this time period too. I also I think we wanted to grow that into a bit of a, a thing where we talk to people who are interesting yeah. around beer and just talk about their lives. So we'll get to starting that as well. Um, we don't know what it's going to be, but we will be here for you every single week. The plan is to be here for you guys. Uh, I mean, we're if, in like podcast mecca right, right now. If we miss a week, we apologize. I mean, things are crazy for both of us at the moment, but uh, we will try to be here every single week for you, give you some normalcy to your lives, give you something to listen to, and uh, give you some beer to go get from your local uh, retailers, local retailers, local breweries. And uh, support them through this very, very difficult time. So, um, social media, Instagram.com slash beers on us. I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Omni Stitcher, all the places you can find podcasts for the most part you can find us. Give us a rating, uh, write a review, subscribe, download the podcast. The numbers help. And uh, thank you for listening and good luck to all of you who work in the industry. I don't know what else to say other than I feel really bad, and I hope that everything settles down for you here shortly. And um, hopefully this was a nice reprieve for you, and we will see you next week. Traces! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.